You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back again, ladies and gents, for another edition of Locked on Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. And uh, we back, baby. The Detroit Tigers may never lose a baseball game ever again. It's quite unbelievable. Your Detroit Tigers are the hottest team in baseball. And that's something we have not been able to say for a very, very long time. It's truly unbelievable because this team isn't isn't playing for anything, per se. Uh, barring a, a historic winning streak, um, this team is not going to really even come close to making the postseason. Uh, it... The, we're we're not we're not achieving like we're not playing for anything really other than the pride of no longer being the basement of baseball, and it's some of the most fun this fan base has has had in probably half a decade, probably five years. It's unreal. It's so fun, and I can't wait to talk about it. So before we get started, let me uh, let me just say. That you should go listen to the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. It's MLB draft season just wrapped up. And on the M- and the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast, they cover every future star of the MLB. Host Aram Lighten brings you player interviews, farm system breakdowns every day. So subscribe to Locked On MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, so we just we just win, baby. We win, baby, win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. We can't stop. We're allergic to losing. I'm going to do all this, then we're going to lose tonight. That's okay. Really, really fun. We, we haven't lost since before the All-Star break at this point. Six games straight. Super, super fun time to be a Detroit Tigers fan. Last night, your uh, the Cats played the Rangers. I was at that game. As I have like almost every single, or I think literally every game this week. Um, so a, a really fun game, fun game to attend. Uh, crowd was great. Crowd's been great, man. The, the their weekday crowds in July against the Rangers, and we're, we're showing out. Pretty sizable crowds. Pretty pretty loud crowds. It's super super fun. Uh, Thursday, oh, today is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021. I don't know if I said the date. Um, Thursday's game, today's game, will be a day game. So I'm interested to see a, a weekday day game, uh, what kind of crowd that that's going to draw out for your, your streaking Tigers. But regardless, just a really fun, fun time, man. It's just we, we've been so bad for so long that even just this taste of, of winning and this taste of remote success in the form of a of a team that's five games under 500 is still just so cool (laughs) it's so nice man oh it's so nice it's so so nice all right let's get into the game itself tigers a little bit of a a little bit of a a, a tight rope act by uh, by my boy gregory soto there at the end but but still closes the door still gets the job done and the Tigers' win streak continues. 
looking to, to sweep a four-game set on Thursday. Matt Manning on the bump last night. Probably the best start of his career. Not probably. I, th- I think it is the best start of his career. I think it's pretty confidently the best start of his career. He goes six innings, four hits, two runs, only one of them earned, two walks, and four strikeouts on 77 pitches. The big thing with Manning since being called up has been, as we talked about in last- yesterday's show, has been the in- inability to cause swing and miss, to cause whiffs, just to cause swing and misses, all right? Talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show. It's a uh, it, it's been his biggest problem. Um, the the contact that has been made has not necessarily been soft contact, and he really is having a hard time getting whiffs. Last night, four strikeouts in six innings. Not bad. Not anything you know. Not Strasburg debut, but but still a, a a nice a good sign given what he was struggling on in his first stint. Uh, earlier this year. So I will gladly take it. Like I said, this this is probably the best start of his career. He looked really good. The stuff looked really good. He was still very fastball heavy, which I think is probably going to remain. And I think that's probably Fetter telling him to do that. So I'm I'm definitely not going to pretend like I'm smarter than Chris Fetter because he's probably the best in the world at his job. Uh, however, I, I, I think that it's it's more of a, a mindset thing that Fetter is trying to instill where it's, um, you know, throw the pitch you're most comfortable with and pound it in the strike zone and we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think two walks today for Manning um, in, in six innings, not bad, not in, you know, not zero, but, but not horrible. Uh, and really his walk numbers, even in the minors, usually haven't been the problem. Usually it's it's a lot of hard contact, like I said earlier, and a lot of strikeouts. Not too often is he is he walking a ton of people. Uh, so I, I'm okay with it. I'm very okay with this mindset of, of hey, Matt, you're going to pound the hell out of the zone, man. Um, if, if the fastball is the pitch you're most comfortable with, well, then guess what? You're going to throw the hell out of your fastball today because you are going to throw strikes whether you like it or not. I'm very okay with that. Uh, then after him, Jimenez comes in, shuts the door, 10-pitch clean inning. Cisnero comes in after that. And then Gregory Soto comes in in the ninth. And uh, <laughs> a little bit of scare tactics there. We had a, we had a man on... Uh, he gives up a hit, and then there's a balk, and then there's two men on, and then then there's like men on. <laughs> it was a little scary. I'm gonna be honest. It was a little scary being at the game, but but he does close the door. 22 pitches later, closes the door, gets his 10th save of the year. Matt Manning's record's now two and three. Tigers win four to two. Uh, just closing thoughts on the pitching. The bullpen is was clearly very solid. Uh, which I'm very happy about. That that Cisnero to Soto handoff is something that I have. I've had more confidence. I have more confidence in that handoff, that baton handoff, than I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it's been a long time since we've had, and they're not even like like elite, elite, elite players. But but it's just more of a testament to how kind of rough the last few years have been. This is the most confident I've been in a in an eighth and ninth inning kind of a handoff in in years, to be honest with you. So super fun there. And Funkhauser has has really paved his way to be a solid seventh eighth inning guy too. Um, yesterday, 
or two days ago when you're listening to this, uh, Tuesday's game, they did the uh, they did the Funk to Cisnero to Soto handoff, and that was really fun to see. This um, that all three of them pitching in the same game hasn't happened very often, uh, if at all, this year. So super cool to see that. But yeah, bullpen was solid. Manning, solid. I, I really like the idea of bringing him up in, uh, in, in time to face this horrible Rangers lineup. I think that does him a lot of good. The swing and miss stuff was a lot better today. So yeah, we will gladly take this. We will gladly take this, Matthew. So thank you very much. Let's get into uh, to the offense and just the rest of the game, the game as a whole. And then we'll get into a throwback Thursday as well. But first... I got to talk to everybody about Fully Loaded Chew. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors. Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, which is the purest form of nicotine available. If you chew, tell a story about your experience and why Fully Loaded Chew is the product you have been waiting for. All the things you enjoy about traditional smokeless products without tobacco. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs quite like Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is offering the Locked On MLB listeners a special offer right now. You can try it for just $1. That's right. Literally one US dollar. So go to fullyloadedchew.com, use promo code locked on. You can have your first pouch for just one dollar. Free shipping as well. Use the code locked on at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make sure it is fully loaded chew. All right, now I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at rockauto.com as well. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of make and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to get in stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry does not make sense, everybody. So you have computers. You have a smartphone. You have access to the internet which means you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Make it make sense. You can't. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today and find a solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we send you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we are back in business here for segment two of the Locked On Tigers podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. You can follow the show at Locked On Tigers. Lots of cool stuff on on both of those accounts, if I do say so myself, as the man who runs both of them. <laughs> Gotta say, pretty pretty good content on both of those accounts. You should definitely get those a follow. Also, be sure to uh, to leave us a review. We've got some uh, some pretty good reviews lately. Um, so yeah. Be sure to uh, to write us a review wherever you get your podcast. If the platform you listen to allows to, to relieve a view, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, yeah, write a review. Tell me how uh, how much you like me. Or if you don't, um, yeah, you can just DM me that, to be honest. You don't have to write a review. 
If you're telling me how how much you hate me, you can just DM me that. I, I get plenty of those a day anyway. It's all right. Okay, let's uh, let's get into to the rest of this game here. So the Tigers grab this one four to two. Uh, the the two just a quick shout out to to the boy to the man, David Dahl over there in Texas, one for three with an RBI, nice little ribby. Uh, you you'll love to see it, man. You just you love to see it. You love to see David Dahl with the nice little ribby to uh to to bring in a run. Not having a uh, an incredible season by any stretch, but uh but it, it's nice to see in. Uh, <laughs> In Comerica, in Copa, he's still showing out. So that's uh, that's kind of fun regardless. Just a fun little thing. The Tigers, Akil Badu with another homer. His OPS is now 830. His slugging percentage is, is creeping up on 500. And his OBP is, uh, is 350. Unbelievable. The story that just keeps on writing itself. I love this man to death. And uh, I really think that we may have found a long-term solution at the corner outfield position, which is so unbelievably exciting. I love him so much. Jonathan Scope with a nice rip. Uh, one for four, two strikeouts as well. Uh, you know, we talked about it in yesterday's show. Um, Al Avila said that we're no longer, uh, we're no longer sellers. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Scopey. I, uh, I, I, I do think those comments hold merit with people. Uh, I'm kind of repeating myself from yesterday's show, but I, I really do think that, that, that those comments hold weight for people and players in this organization that are on deals that don't expire at the end of this season, like, like Grossman and Boyd. However, the, uh, I'm, I'm still not 100% convinced that they're not secretly shopping Scope because he's an expiring deal and it's at a position, you know, if he's played a lot of first this year, it's, you know, for corner infield is something we actually do have depth at. But maybe they don't trust Isak and they want him to move back to second. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of if, ands, and maybes in, uh, in talking about that. So it'll be super interesting to see just A, how he continues to hit. As we get closer and closer to this uh, this trade deadline, but um, more importantly, as, as an organization, just keep an eye on on those rumors. Keep an eye on those John and Scope rumors. It'll be super interesting to see what we do with him. I think that'll be a really uh, a really telling sign of where this organization maybe not thinks they are, because again, it, like it is an expiring deal. But I think it'll tell a lot more about what they think of. Uh, the second baseman in the system. I don't think it says anything about the first baseman because Torque is probably going to be a first baseman long term, um, and and we have pretty good depth, organizational depth at quarter corner infield even outside of Torque. So I, I don't really think if we trade Scope that has any indication of of this organization's thoughts at first. Even though he's been playing a lot of first, I do think it. You know, if we trade him, that might mean like, hey, we think so and so, whether it's Esoc or. Lord knows, like Cody Clemens, for some reason, this organization is still all in on. Who knows? Uh, but I, I don't know. It'll, I'm kind of rambling. It'll just be super interesting to see. I'm, I'm super interested to see what they do with Scope. Um, Robbie Grossman with another tank shot as well. Nice. He's got 15 homers in July, man. 
Robbie Grossman has 15 homers in July. That is unbelievable. He, uh, he, he's, he's awesome. He's going to hit over 20 home runs this year. And on top of that, he might finish like second in the American League in walks. He's my king. I love him so much. And I, I'm, I'm, man, it would take a lot for me to move him at the deadline. It really would. I'd, I'd probably overvalue him way more than than uh, his value. Probably way more than I should. But I, I just think he's so good for this team right now. And, oh, such just professional ABs. It's so refreshing. Love that, man. All right, Miggy with, uh, with another offer. Candelario. With another hit that he stretched into a double. Again, raising that slugging percentage. We're almost back to 400. We're so close. 396 slugging percentage. So we're, we're, we're closing in on that 400 mark for his slugging percentage. And his OPS is back up to, to 750 even. So if he can just consistently keep that slugging percentage, even if it's in the low 400s, it doesn't have to be anything you know crazy. Um, he's he's going to be back. He's going to be back and in a good way. So happy to see that. Harold Castro, two, two for three. He's now batting 298 with a 685 OPS. The dude is <laughs> never fails to amaze me. Zach Short with a home run. That's awesome. You love to see Zach Short getting in on the action. Uh, I, I want him to be the shortstop for the rest of the year. I've said it a few times. I'll say it again. I, I think he should be the everyday shortstop for the remainder of this season. I don't think he's the long-term solution at shortstop. I think we still absolutely need to sign one. However, uh, for the rest of this season, I would like to see Zach Short playing shortstop as as much as possible, as much as uh, as much as as Hinch thinks is uh, is good. So, yeah, just solid defensively. And he walks, which everybody knows that I love. And he's got a got sneaky pop. I ain't gonna lie, kid's got some. That's four homers for him on the year. He's got some sneaky pop. Grayson Griner back in the show. Uh, nothing, nothing really great today. He had a had a yeah, not 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 too great of at bats for Grayson Griner. Um, was reasonably solid behind the plate. Had one kind of pass ball situation where. The guy stole. He wasn't going to steal, but then ended up stealing anyway because Griner dropped the ball. Like, that's kind of frustrating. But, uh, you know, he's a backup catcher, whatever. And then Derek Hill, trying to flash the speed there, tried to lay down a bunt in this game. Uh, almost beat it out, too. Made a couple of nice plays in center, too. It's just, with, with how horrible this team's defense has been for so long now, it's just so refreshing to even see, like, slightly above average defense. Which is probably more accurate to what Zach Short brings you is probably average to slightly above average defense, because uh, Derek Hill that's a, that's a massive disservice to say that he only gives you that. Derek Hill is an, an incredible defender, um, but I, I was just more saying as as a whole, it's nice to see some dudes in this lineup, even if they're not going to hit super well. It, it, it's nice to have somewhat competent defense for the first time in, in who knows how long. Because honestly, even those outside of Iglesias, even those those teams back in the day, even the good era of Tigers baseball, was not a defensive team whatsoever. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just super reassuring and super nice. And that's uh, that's kind of it. 
I think for this game, not not a super super eventful thing. It was really cool. It was the uh, the the pink out at the park, um, so acknowledging all the the breast cancer awareness and and breast cancer survivors and stuff were there. So that was super super cool. They gave out cool uh, cool pink jerseys. I got my hand on one, so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, just a really cool night, man. It was a beautiful night. The temperature was great. The crowd was great. The Tigers won. Uh, they they did some some you know, interviews and tributes to some really, really cool people. They, they did the thing in the, I don't remember which inning, but, um, where you, you know, write down a name of someone who's been affected by, by cancer and, um, you know, some, some emotional speeches and and what have you. It was a really, it was an event, man. It was, it was a really cool night and, um, you know, getting capped off by Tigers victory is always good too. So really, really just a fun night at Comerica Park last night. Highly, you got to get down there, man. <laughs> you really got to get down there, men men and women. You got to get down there. It's it's the place to be this time of year, baby. It's the place to be. The The cats are back. They're back and they're better than ever. Um, all right, let's get into uh, Throwback Thursday. Let's get into Throwback Thursday. First, I got to talk to everybody about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So baseball season's in full swing, as we're all aware. You can track all the action at BetOnline to get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, even your UFC and MMA action. TJ Dillashaw, the return, baby. So before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline, your laptop or mobile device, and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sign the sidelines anymore. Because this is your chance to get into the game. So head to your, their website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. That's promo code LOCKDOWN for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody. We are back for our final segment on this Thursday edition of Locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley, and it's Thursday, so you know what that means. Damn right. It's how do you feel. Nope, that's that's the Red Wings show. See, this is this is the, the mental toll that comes with hosting two shows. For those of you who listen to Locked on Red Wings, every Friday we do How Do You Feel About a Friday, and my natural transition was, oh, it's time for How Do You Feel About a Friday. Nope, that's not what this is, because that's not the right show. Nolan, if you're listening to this, what's up, brother? How you doing? Um, let's get into Throwback Thursday. Uh, the, the very, very quick success with Throwback Thursday. People seem to love it. I get a ton of DMs and tweets every single Thursday. Uh, talking about how how long it took people to guess it and, and what have you, so it's, it seems to be a huge hit. So the show goes on. We will continue to do it every Thursday. It's also really fun for me just to go up and and do kind of deeper dives into some of these dudes that uh, I I haven't thought about in years. Nonetheless, uh, looked any stats for did research on this guy is one of. Young Scott Bentley's favorite players. This is this is someone who, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm 23 years old. I was born in 1998. Okay, so just to give you an idea, elementary school Scott Bentley. This was one of my favorite players on the planet. Like Brandon Inge was the top. Brandon Inge is still my favorite athlete of all time in any sport. Okay, so Brandon Inge is the top. This guy was probably three. 
This was this guy was probably in my top three favorite tigers uh, of of my childhood up in my in my elementary school years, uh, and he I believe he actually left the tigers uh, right when I went started middle school. So my entire elementary school fandom was uh, I was really big on this guy. Okay, so that kind of gives you a, a nice little time period there. Uh, his MLB debut was in 2002. His last MLB appearance was September of 2010. Okay. Let's start at, uh, let's start in college. All right. This is a, uh, this is a Kansas boy that was, uh, went to, he's from Wichita, Kansas. And attended Wichita State University. He was drafted by the Florida Marlins in the fifth round of the 1999 MLB draft. He underwent Tommy John surgery in 1998 while he was a sophomore at Wichita State. uh, Which is just honestly crazy, man. That that he, he had Tommy John in the late 90s when he was in college. And still went in the fifth round. Of the 1999 MLB draft, that's impressive. That really shows you how, uh, how how impressive he was there at at Wichita State to be able to do that. So so shout out to man, I almost just said his name. Oh, I love this guy. All right, he uh, he was drafted by the Marlins. Like I said, he was uh, pretty solid coming up through their system. Uh, had another kind of injury problem there when he was in Single A. Uh, elbow tendonitis seemed to be a reoccurring thing. So he, uh, he got through that, though, continued to rise through the system. And then in September 7th of 2002 for the Marlins, he made his MLB debut where he went four and two-thirds innings pitched, allowing four earned runs in a 4-1 loss to the Pittsburgh Pirates. He was then moved to the bullpen for the remainder of the season, made five relief appearances, and that was his entire uh, stint with the Marlins there. One start and five relief appearances, and that was that was it for the Marlins. Because then that offseason, he gets traded to the Detroit Tigers. Okay, the Detroit Tigers in uh, in the winter of 2002 would trade Mark Redman for three prospects. One of them being this man. Okay, Mark Redmond is honestly a good candidate for future. I almost just said, how do you feel about a Fridays again? For future throwback Thursdays. Because Mark Redman is, was also a name that I had not heard in many, many years before doing research on this guy. And I didn't know that we acquired him in, uh, in, a, in a Mark Redman-centered trade. I did not know that because Mark Redman, I'm pretty sure, only pitched one year here. Uh, and it, <laughs> that's, that's, that's wild. So we bring him in. In 2003, he starts off with the Mudhens, and he would stay there for most of the year. Uh, and then I believe he got called up in September call-ups, maybe just before, like late August gets called up. Uh, and in his second ever Major League start, he went eight and one-third against the Texas Rangers, gave up two earned runs, and struck out eight batters. He did not get a decision in that game as the Tigers would lose 4-2 to in the 16th inning. 
You also have to remember, this is the 2003 Tigers. This is a former fifth round pick who just got traded. Let's think about the years here, people. For those of you who know baseball, okay? For those of you who, who know who, who was good and who wasn't, okay? This man was a Florida Marlin in 2002. He gets traded to the Detroit Tigers. He then gets called up to the majors in the 2003 season for the Tigers, who lost 119 games. Meanwhile, the Florida Marlins are being crowned World Series champions. Unfathomable. The, the weight that that had to carry as a fifth-round pick, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine. Oh, that is that is so wild. And and so his second MLB start, his first start ever with the Tigers, he almost throws a complete game, eight and a third, two runs, eight Ks, but gets the loss because he plays for one of the worst teams ever assembled. Had a nice fastball, good slider, decent changeup. Okay? Though that was his pitch mix for those who maybe that that helps some people. Here's a big clue. In two thousand five he began wearing glasses on the mound to correct a lazy eye. Okay? So this man uh, wore glasses on the bump for almost his entire professional career. And that is what you will absolutely remember him uh, as, as a, as a pitcher that wore, that wore glasses. Okay? He then... Oh... I, that, I want to save that hint for last. Um, he was on the 06 team. Okay. He was on the 06 team. In game one of the 2006 ALCS, which was the, the Maglio walk-off homer uh, in the air to left field Tigers march to the World Series. That series. He pitched game one. He pitched game one. He was the game one starter. For the 2006 ALCS, and he had five shutout innings against the Oakland Athletics, which the game that we obviously won because we swept them uh, on our first pennant since 84. He then, in, uh, in, in August of 2008, Jim Leland moves him to the bullpen. Uh, and yeah, he came out and made some comments about how Getting moved to the bullpen was like the is like the lowest point of his career so far, and he's pretty devastated by it. Uh, we then traded him back to the Marlins in 2010 for pretty much nothing, to be honest with you. A dude that barely played professional baseball in cash. Uh, he barely lasted with the Marlins as well. He then got DFA'd within like months of acquiring him, uh, and then he just got cut. And then he tried to jump around. Minor league ball, with, he had a stint with the Cardinals, the Phillies, the Mariners, the Cubs, the Blue Jays. Jeez. Then in 2013, signs a minor league deal back with the Tigers on March 13th of 2013. And on May 17th, 2013, he was cut. Uh, and then, yeah, he, uh, he, he hasn't pitched professionally since. He is now a pitching coach. For Mays High School, which in 2017 
as, as uh, on the staff, they uh, they won a state championship. For, so good for him. The last hint I will give, because this one's going to give it away, is uh, he had a very creative way of rallying the 2006 Detroit Tigers that by the end of the season was uh, a nationwide phenomenon where he would just shove as many pieces of gum in his mouth as he possibly could. And whenever we were losing late in the game, he would be sitting on the dugout, basically with drool pouring out of his mouth, looking like a chipmunk because he would shove as much big league chew as he possibly could in both of his cheeks. Uh, And it worked like one time, and then he just started doing it literally every time we were losing. And that season was just so magical that we actually ended up winning quite a few of those games. And then he would like leave it in. This is my was my favorite part. He would like he would leave it in for like the on the field high fives. So instead of like oh my gosh, walk off winners, Tigers win. You know, gum gum time is what he called it. Gum time works again. And then he like spits it out and runs on the field. He'd keep it in there, and then like while they're doing high fives and stuff at the, on the field after the game, right? Like congratulating each other on the win or whatever. He's just out there with two balls of gum in each of his cheeks. Oh, I love the man to death. Okay. So gum time is my last hint. I uh and yeah, if, if you don't know by now, I don't know what to tell you. This is this is of course the one and only Nate Robertson. Uh my king. I, I love this man. One of my favorite tigers of all time. Always will be. Well, very, very large part of my childhood. Um, he, he's come back a couple of times and been in the, they have that really weird, like, uh, Fox sports Detroit did at least. I don't know if it's still going to be a thing with Bally, I guess, but, uh, FSD had that, that cool thing where every once in a while they have like a former player booth day where instead of, instead of Shepard and them, it would, the whole booth was just them bringing in former players and, and he's done that a couple of times and. Uh, still, still relatively involved with the organization. So, I, I I love Nate Robertson, man. One of my favorite players ever. As I've said probably eighty million times now. Um, and yeah, the, the gum time, the glasses. I met him at a Kroger one time when I was about nine years old. Uh, I might have been. Yeah, I was like nine or ten. Yeah, that's about right. I might have. I might have been ten. But uh, met him at a Kroger, and had my gum time T-shirt. And got Nate Robertson's signature on my Gum Time t-shirt. And I remember it was like my prized possession, that shirt was. Uh, so, Nate Robertson, everybody. Your answer to Throwback Thursday. And uh, definitely a really fun part of that 2016. Uh, not only for his play, because it was by far the best year of his career. It's the only year of his career he had a sub-4 Honestly, like a sub four and a half ERA, and he had a three eight ERA in thirty two starts. Pitched over two hundred innings, um, just easily the best start, the best year of his career, and uh, and yeah, just just awesome. I love me some big Nate. Okay, that's gonna do it here for another edition of uh, Throwback Thursday and Locked On Tigers as a whole. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I have more and more of you. Coming up to me at the park and and introducing yourselves. So so please, I, I also have quite a few people who who will like message me or tweet after the game and say they were you know too shy or didn't want to bother me. Please bother me. 
it, uh, it, it's always awesome to, to meet people, to meet listeners and stuff. So, um, to those who, who come up and, uh, and say hi, thank you very much. It's like I said, it, it's awesome. Interacting with you guys is awesome. Very interactive listenership I have, which, which honestly, A, makes my job a lot easier, but B is just awesome because it opens a dialogue and, and we can have a fun time. So thank you guys so much for being you and being amazing. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, another, hopefully, recapping another victory. But at a bare minimum, we'll have a, we'll have Prospect Recap Friday. So peace and love. Going to Therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.